And here we are back again, Rogue Table Talks, uh, 101. Uh, that's right. The, the rudiments of Rogue Table Talks. Yes. <laughs> table Talks Rogue 101. Table. Well, some of you are out there thinking, they're all 101. Yeah, well, <laughs> keep that to yourself. You would be thinking that. <laughs> you would be thinking that. <laughs> you know who you uh, are. <laughs> <laughs> it's Rogue Table Talks number 101, but we're going to be like at a 501 level. <laughs> this is graduate level podcasting. That's right. Right here. Take your notes. Yes, right. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk about something a little different. Um, you know, as we've been talking about the ministry of Jesus, uh, this is going to be, well, we've had Good Friday. You know, we had Easter. We've had the Ascension uh, into heaven. And boy, what's left, right? I mean, the ministry of it's Jesus over. is over, the right? Over. What else is there to say? Uh, except obviously, uh, but easy to forget, Jesus is still doing stuff. You know, what's Jesus doing now? Uh, you know, he said it's finished on the cross, but you know that's the the payment for our redemption is finished. Uh, but you know, he's he's still in the story, uh, and. Uh, you know, he will return uh, in the story. And I think, I mean, why do we forget that, do you think? Like, what's, do we forget that? What do we do with this sense that the ministry of Jesus is in our past? Yeah, um, you know what? I got to give a nod to uh, Driscoll and, um, you know, the late Darren Patrick for their church planning uh, organization that they started, which was called Acts 29. And I think it's just incredibly genius when you think about what God is doing now and the continuation of the ministry of Jesus, we are living Acts 29. But I don't know, like when we read the Bible, I think we just look at Revelation and think, well, that's the end of it. Like this right. is the this is the end of the book, but it's 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 not the end of the story. And so we're living, you know, if, if you... Acts 28 closes and Paul's trying to get to Spain and it's this continuation of the church and Jesus was still, you know, when uh, Luke opens it up, I, in my former book, I told you about all that Jesus began to do and teach. Well, what he's saying in Acts is this is still how Jesus is doing and teaching through right. the Holy Spirit, through the church, but this is still the ministry of Christ extended. So, right. yeah, we're, we're living that extension. Yeah. But I don't know if we think yeah. about it. Yeah, that we are the body of Christ in a realer sense than we would probably often consider, and that he is the head of the church, and the church is doing the work of Christ in the world, empowered by the Spirit, is something that we, we might re- understand theologically or you know theoretically, but as an actual practical matter, I'm not sure we always think of it that way. I think there's a sim- simplistic view which is not false, but too simple that, you know, there's God. Uh, God has a problem with us because we sin. He sends his son to be the fix for the problem. The son comes and fixes the problem. It returns to heaven, and the son asks the father. They send the spirit, and the spirit's here to help us now to live the Christian life. Yep. I mean, there's nothing there that's that that's completely false, 
but that's so simple as to be in a sense false kind of in its totality like there's so much more to it than that a and b what i've what i think we it's the trinity as a practical lived reality because it's such a mystery we can't wrap our mind around it that somehow they're not three completely separate entities that are just working together it's one god in some way in that the triune god was alienated that we alienated ourselves from the triune god that the triune god is the one interacting in the old testament and you know whether it's these these theophanies or you know the the spirit you know you know the spirit influenced dreams or whatever that you know daniel had you know there are all of these manifestations of you know that was the triune god in in uh an action uh and that somehow now we interact with god and via the father and the son and the holy spirit in a way that we can't explain and don't know but it's not I think the three completely separate entities idea is harmful, I think, to our view of God and our worship of him because he's the one, like, we got to make dad happy. Mm-hmm. And the son comes to help dad be happy with us. He say, right. hey, hey, guys, you know, hey, you know, the, uh, in a sense, the older brother that comes to smooth things over between the kids and dad um, well, and in, and you know, in, right? Yeah, absolutely. In that story, I wish we could draw a little chart. In that framework, humanity is completely passive in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. God is the sender. Jesus is the agent who removes sin. And, and then the spirit comes to the And it's like, okay, well, we just receive salvation. But if you think about it, that in the beginning, human beings were always the agents of extending God's kingdom all over the world. Sin is the impediment. Jesus comes as the helper and savior to remove the impediment so that human beings can continue the agency of God's mission. We, mm-hmm. We've always been on, we've always been the primary extension and stewards of his mission. And Jesus had to come restore us to, to function so that we could do that mission again and be empowered. But one of the ways we view salvation is like, no, I just receive it. And that's about, it's about what's going on. Like, you see? Done deal. Done deal. Done deal. It's finished. Um, Yeah. So I don't, I mean, there's some passages that uh, we have here we can look at. I don't really have, you know, a flow other than to sort of wrestle with this idea that, um, you know what? Th- th- there is something different about the ministry of Jesus now. So, being you know, than it was during you know his earthly ministry, or was before his earthly ministry. It's probably good for us to understand some of that, understand where we are in that. Um, you know, there's a couple. Here's a couple of uh, passages that sort of maybe that we we can wrestle with. First John 2, 1 and 2, my dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. Uh, Hebrews seven twenty five. Therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. 
So there's this sense that he's an advocate with the Father. Uh, he is the atoning sacrifice for the, for our sins and the sins of the whole world. And in that sense, he is an advocate on our behalf for the, with the Father. And he always lives to intercede for us with God. Now, other than the most basic understanding, I don't think I know what that means. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because there's, there is an element of mystery to that there is a triune God, and yet there is a, somehow a distinction in a relationship, and that Christ, uh, that the Spirit is our advocate, with us and counselor Christ is intercedes and as our advocate with the father that's happening now I don't really know other than to just sort of accept that I'm not quite sure what to think of it or how to understand it at a deep level I don't even know that it is understand like what that actually means I'm not sure I understand it totally other than it's saying something that, you know, that Christ is active on our behalf now mm-hmm. as an advocate and intercessor in a way that I'm not totally sure I understand, but that's like happening right now. Yeah, like what, what does it mean? What does he, what is he active doing? Right. On our behalf. Is that, is that even possible for us to know what that yeah, means? Yeah, probably not. I don't, I don't, I mean, maybe a small glimpse is uh, Romans 8, the spirit intercedes for us. Uh, Jesus is the advocate interceding for us. So, I don't know. Prayer? Yeah, I mean, in in what ways are those things distinguishable? In what ways do they overlap? That's kind of what I mean. Part of the mystery of the Trinity is bound up in all of this, where Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there's distinctions, but I don't think we can possibly understand what they all are or how they all go together, because it's, I think, just bigger than us. But we can know that you know scripture is telling us something that's true even if we don't exactly know how it works right yeah and i think the same thing you know jesus says to his disciples in the upper room do not let your hearts be troubled you believe in god believe also in me Uh, my father's house is my father's house has many rooms if that were not so would i have not told you that i'm going there to prepare a place for you and if i go and prepare a place for you i will come back and take you with me with me that you also may be where I am. <coughs> so again, that sounds good and it's comforting and it's true in what sense he's doing what that means. I have no idea, really. <laughs> like he's active doing something that impacts me and will impact me. Uh, but I have no idea. Like he's not, you know, Hammer and nail. As building houses. He's not, I don't think. Building your mansion and getting the golf course manicured. Yes. Uh, I think that's probably it. And heaven's going to be this big bus moving reveal where we see. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I don't think that's what it is. Uh, But there's some sense that he is active preparing for our eternity that he that there is another part of the story 
for us that he is making ready. Again, that's something we can be comforted by and know that he's doing and stuff active on our behalf. I don't know that we're supposed to really understand it more than that. Yeah, that's probably more of a trust thing. <laughs> trust, comfort, trust, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Do you ever think about your mansion? I don't think I ever really think about my mansion. No, I I tend to think, <laughs> you know. We, Whatever that means. I know. And it's funny because I don't know if we even second guess the fact that when we talk about him preparing a place for us, we're using a 21st century, right? what we view of a house versus like what right. the Jewish people would have lived in then. Well, we probably right. disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like this. <laughs> uh, where's my bidet? <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah anyway um yeah so again there's the same idea though that jesus is active on our behalf it's a good thing it reflects his his love for us and our you know his ownership of us in a sense his you know our family relationship with him but we don't totally get what, what's going on there um and then there's another sense, you know, there's so there's that. That's sort of a, you know, what's happening in heaven, in a sense, mm-hmm. view. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, you know, he tells Peter, Matthew 16, 8, you know, I'll tell you that you're Peter on this rock. I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Um, you know, that he's building the church, that, you know, it's his, that we are his bride. There's a mission of God in the world and he's engaged with that. Uh, you know, we've got Revelation 1, where he's walking, uh, you know, John writes, I, then I turned to see the voice that was speaking to me, and on turning, I saw seven golden lampstands. <clears throat> and in the midst of the lampstands, one like a son of man, clothed with long robe and with a golden sash around his chest. The hairs of his head were white, like white wool, like snow. His eyes were like a flame of fire. His feet were like burnished bronze, refined in a furnace. And his voice was like the roar of many waters. In his right hand he held seven stars. From his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword, and his face was like the sun shining in full strength. Then I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. But he had laid his right hand on me, saying, Fear not, I am the first and the last, and the living one. I died, and behold, I am alive forevermore, and I have the keys of death and Hades. Uh, so there's this sense that also one of the things that's going on is he's He's building his church, but he's also, you know, walks among the lampstands, which represent the church. Mm-hmm. And he's a king. He's a king, power, authority. Um, you know, and later in there, he talks about, you know, potentially removing a lampstand or something. Um, so there's like an active rule that's also true right now uh, in a way that's probably good for me to think about what that means and I'm not sure I ever I don't, I'm not sure I think of it uh, and it it seems like this is the this is the one who's interceding with us right do you think this is the one who's the advocate do you think part of our deficiency in understanding 
the role and the mission in the church. Part is we don't talk enough about kingdom. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's 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 right. Like the church is don't. not the kingdom. So what is the kingdom? And Jesus right. proclaimed the kingdom a lot. And his ascension is argue, arguably his installment onto the Davidic throne, reigning over a kingdom. So what what is? I don't know. Yeah. And do we view ourselves as subjects in the kingdom? Yeah. Right. Yeah, probably not. And I think that probably does um, influence our, you know, deficiency of thinking. Uh, and then, of course, just how we how we often talk about the gospel or Christianity, that it's something that helps me have a better life. You know, which it does, but it's so simplistic as to sort of have an essential distortion in it. Because it's so much more than that. And the better life it helps me have is not one I would probably pick or even necessarily call better ahead of time. Um, so, yeah, and, it, and there's this sense of um, when we say we're citizens of heaven, this is the heaven we're citizens of. When we say we're ambassadors, uh, as Paul calls us, like this is the kingdom, this is the king we represent in the world. And that's part of our mission and you know, yeah. how do I think of that? Yeah. Do I think of that? Uh, what does that cha- What does that change? Um, well, I, th- I think for me, I tend to think of if there's something bigger than just m- my Christian life, there's something bigger than just the church, but the king is not, and, and, and the king is not saying, I'm going to reign in and through the church, so therefore the ministry of the church is imperative. I think it is. But he's saying, I reign over everything. I defeated sin, death, hell, Satan, the cosmic powers of evil. The resurrection is, is uh, the defeat of those things. Uh, you know, Christus victor, Christ is victorious. And he reigns over all the earth, unbelievers. Um I don't know. There's a sense of a bigger mysterious picture there for me. So part of my role is to live out his reign, his lordship, proclaim his reign. And there's not, it's not different necessarily than evangelism. It's just a a bigger narrative than here's the church and then here's the world. And Jesus is here with the church and the world and, and, and the world's out there and God's not there type of thing. Like the Mm -hmm. line of good and evil or good and bad is between the church and the world. And it's just a really, to me, it's a small slash unexciting picture of what God is doing. Mm. I think he's, uh, you know, the fact that he is king of the universe and all the cosmos and um, our role is to proclaim and be extensions of that kingdom of justice, love and mercy to me feels more like a larger purpose. Yeah, and it probably changes or should how I view, you know, it probably should help inform my understanding of a lot of other passages of scripture, really, where I've sort of probably been reading it through a filter that's probably a little too small. Um, I mean, even I'm thinking of the parables, of all the parables where the prince or the, the somebody goes away and then is going to return. Uh, yeah. Be, because that's, I think that's often 
that's easy for us to grasp, and that's often how we think of it. He's not here now. He's right. going to come back. So but there's a sense in which he's he is active and here with us, of course. Right. 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 I think that's a good picture because, and you can finish the thought, but it's almost like mom and dad left the house, and the kids are kind of like waiting for them to come back. So what do we do? I don't know. We we watch a movie and make some popcorn, and it, and it kind of you can kind of get that sense of what well, we're just supposed to go about doing you know, trying to survive. <laughs> right. You know? Right. Try to have our best life now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think there's a sense that there is like his going away is almost a way in which, so he's opening, he's giving us freedom. Like I'm not right here with you physically present. Mm-hmm. So you can choose to bury your talent. You can choose to, live as if I'm not coming back or that you can choose to live as if I'm not really there. Uh, and my physical absence will facilitate that. And then now you get to choose to live, whether I'm like, whether I'm really present with you or not. And we, so now we have a choice and we can get to work using our talents for the work of the King who's we view as present with us, but who will physically return or we will physically go to him. Uh, or we can choose to think it, of it like parents are gone. We can do what we want, and like an hour before they get back, well, we should straighten stuff up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think that's how, <laughs> right. that's how a lot of times we view it. <laughs> yeah, like Even later in my life. Even if it's not do what we want, it's just like, hey, just, you know, we're not going to get, we don't want to get in trouble, so we just got to kind of like right. wait it out. Right, right, uh, and you know what a small, what a small view of life that actually turns out to be, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, um, and so it sort of, I think it should maybe raise the stakes on, you know, the choices I'm making, the life I'm living, what I'm doing now. That it, it you know, in our culture in particular, everything just seems so optional. Um, in the sense we have agency, but it doesn't mean it's optional. It doesn't mean it doesn't matter what I choose. It, it does matter uh, in ways that I can't see right now that his physical absence gives me the sense that I can do whatever I want, but that he's not actually absent means I can't do whatever I want, but he's giving me the freedom to choose. So, mm-hmm. uh, So there's that. And then there's sort of this sense of, the mystery of the Trinity and what should I think? How should that the Trinity is a real mysterious thing that describes in some way who God actually is, but I don't really understand it. What should we do? I mean, what are we supposed to do with that? And, and, because I don't think I think of it at all other than in a theological discussion, really. Um, And I don't think that's right, but I don't exactly know how it should inform how I interact with God. Um, Yeah. I think it's the same for me. I will just plug uh, one book here. We read it at Covenant, uh, Union with Christ by J. Todd Billings. Um, 
it was really really good and it's kind of about it, it's a, it's a high theological concept about trinity but it's also a very what are the implications for my everyday life that i have been united with christ and so therefore i have been united by the holy spirit and the will of the father to the cross to the resurrection to his life like what does this mean that i have life in christ it's a really really good book because it it does tend to integrate everyday life into the life of the trinity and that i share in this relational uh position as john 17 says you know i we're in christ christ is in the father the spirit's in us it's all this big um relational mystery but the father son and spirit are in a completely um sufficient I'm, I'm lack of words here but their relational dynamic and then we participate in that every day we're in this life of the relational trinity the missional trinity so yeah i, I don't i don't think we can wrap our minds around it but that that was a is a really good book um and i think when when we begin to think about our lives as participating in the life of the trinity we might begin to understand the implications of how that impacts our everyday you know life what's it called again union with christ j todd billings okay i'll see if i can put that in the show notes j todd billings billings yeah must be a good book he goes by a first initial middle name <laughs> you know you know he's uh yeah he it's drinks his tea level. with his pinky in the air he's not another <laughs> level <laughs> i and, and you have to have a name that works that works well you know like what yeah. would your theological name be right m john sherman that's not bad like cl myers that's no good <laughs> MJ Sherman, M. John Sherman, MJ. Michael J. Michael J. Sherman, Michael J. Sherman. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Yeah. That's another. That's probably another podcast uh, <laughs> tangent we could go on. All the ways people, you know, you know, it's just their name, you know, Dave Smith, and then you find mm-hmm. out it's you know, Doctor, PhD, whatever, whatever. Uh, and then uh, so there are other people that are you know Doctor David J Smith <laughs> exactly. PhD exactly you know, THM it, yeah right. it just depends the, the, it's the office with all the degrees or none of the degrees <laughs> right 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 yeah right I yeah I assume you know what you're talking about uh, you're you know you don't just you know ease off back up, back up a little bit. <laughs> Credentials, please. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pump the brakes on the, uh, <laughs> the degrees. <clears throat> um, okay. And so then one last thing that I guess, you know, we're all, we're kind of dipping our toe into all these deep waters and not really, you know, able to, because um, I, I do think then talking about the Trinity, I mean, obviously the, the person of the Trinity we have the most difficulty with probably is the spirit, uh, partly because King James called him the Holy Ghost, uh, which is pretty good. 
I mean, you got to say that's a pretty good. That's name. that's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm not sure it's super helpful. Uh, <laughs> it's not a ghost. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you know what? Whatever. I don't know. Obviously, I was, that's a, that was hundreds of years ago, so maybe it made more sense to them. But um, that we interact with Christ and the Spirit and the Father sort of all at the same time, and. Uh, I don't know. It's it's. I, I'm not. I'm still sort of puzzling through. You know when people, um, claim the Holy Spirit did this or whatever. Um. Again, somehow that picture of Christ walking among the lampstands and the awesome picture of God on the throne is all sort of caught up with that mm-hmm. like god is acting in my life mm-hmm. not just i don't know like my personal buddy or my yeah. Yeah. right right my house elf or something that yeah. however we think of sometimes you hear anyway the, the holy spirit referred to as i don't know, like my personal assistant <laughs> or something well i you know i really appreciate it. i took an ethics class in undergrad and the it was christian ethics but he talked in the book, he talked about like we trivialize God and we trivialize his will either by not saying anything about it. Like God's not currently at work in this world at all, or that we say everything about it. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I need, I'm going to pray about where to go to lunch. God's my, you know, menu help, you know, whatever. In you time know, of need. In time of need. Just stuff like that. <laughs> menu it's, help in time. <laughs> it's like we make it, we make God so small in that sense. Um, like God doesn't care what you order right for the most part it's fine just order something what what are you in the mood for (laughs) it's fine (laughs) he's got bigger things that uh, you know concerning my life uh, in my thought process Uh, right right Uh, yeah and there's a sense that you don't also want to I mean you know every hair in her head sparrow that falls all of that where it's not like he can't bother with the details of our life. It's I mean, not that he not doesn't care and he's not involved. I think it's maybe what I'm getting at is sometimes we want, it feels more like we want so bad to say he's involved, to, to make ourselves feel secure or significant. Like this is what God did on my behalf or through me. And it's like, I just don't know how much we actually with certainty get to say that stuff. Right. Like, of course he like works. He, yeah, he's working to transform me into his likeness. He's working to do his work in the world through me, to change my heart, to change my will, uh, to draw me closer to him. You know, all of that stuff are, you know, that stuff that's real. And what I order for lunch is not completely unimportant in the aggregate, but, right. you know, it's fine. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. You know. Um, so I guess that's where, I mean, just to, to land the plane, um, there's not a smooth, you know, smooth landing here other than to not let's let's delve deeply into the mystery of the awesomeness and the holiness of, of, of God and let's not trivialize you know, or make small for our own personal comfort um, the God who is awesome and when you know we need his we need him to be awesome uh, and holy and powerful uh, and uh, let's delve into the mystery that that awesome and holy, powerful God cares for me and, you know, died to save me. And so, you know, it expands the story of grace and forgiveness and redemption. Uh, so 
let's live in that place. Uh, grace and peace. Thanks for listening to Rogue Table Talks, a Calvary Church Media Productions podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. 